Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning on this awesome Sunday morning, the last Sunday in February 2021. Can you imagine? Two months, my word, it's over and done. And tomorrow is in the third month. Oh, you're going to end strong today. What a phenomenal testimonies we had this whole week and this past two months because of the principle of first January's theme that we preach on. And every year we've seen how God brought people through and out of situations and how God is a provider that he can do the exceedingly, the abundantly, the above. What we ever ask or pray for. Oh my word. Sis Emmy uh, Angelique received a phenomenal car. Prayed for. My brother and them had a phenomenal financial miracle. Humanly speaking things impossible. Becomes possible. When we apply the principle. And get unstuck from where we are. To move in dimensions we have never been before. Now this morning. There's already 8 o'clock services and 2 9.30 services right now. And then all the 10 o'clock services. And even we have a team in Oatshorn, Pastor Yaku and, 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 and uh, the group that's there with him. And uh, then tonight at 6 p.m. live broadcast. And then Franzuk, oh my word, we need to move. Say, come out of traction and move into action. Now this whole week we and this whole month we shared on it's time to move forward, not backwards, not park somewhere in life and then uh, think that's all what life is going to give you. No, if life gives you lemons, make lemon juice. <laughs> if there's a test, that's going to be your testimony. <laughs> that's what you need to understand what life is about. Because you're vitally important for God. It's God's time, not our time, not the devil's time, not the antichrist time, not the world order. It's God's time. And because it's God's time, we need to move in sync with heaven. Now, this is so powerful what we have experienced, that testimonies from all over. I just mentioned a few and how people share the word because that's what's going to help us. What a powerful conference we had since Thursday night, Friday night online and yesterday. Oh my word, Pastor Bert and Sinead did very, very well. And that's phenomenal what God can do. So say, I take off every limitation because you're only limited in your mind. Now, our biggest enemy on this life and to get unstuck and to move forward is not the devil. <laughs> I always tease and I say one day I was driving and there was a thing sitting on a stone on a rock at the side of the ro road crying and sobbing. And I said, what's wrong with you? He said, I'm the devil of the area. He said, I am so fed up of everybody accusing me all the time. Now, that's something. Now, we know we war not against flesh and blood, and the devil is at work. But our biggest enemy is not the devil. He's defeated 
by the blood of the lamp. Woo! <laughs> Tasha posted the thing about the seven places where Jesus shed his blood. And if you start reading that, it's so powerful. Now we have overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Woo! <laughs> oh my word, 2021's prophecy. You shall decree a thing and it shall be established for you. My word, the sowers will overtake the reapers. I'll read the scripture later on. And we at the first day of the week again. That's a sowing time. <laughs> because the principle of first determine what happens with the rest. Now I want to give people an opportunity to get involved in God's business. <laughs> you cannot make it on your own. Let me help you. Not your business, not your money, not the lot or whatever, whose inheritance or your credentials or your ID or your title. It's Jesus. Hallelujah. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. I'm so excited for where we're heading and what's happening and all these miracles that God is doing. He is still a miracle working God. Now, now the Lord spoke through the prophet Zechariah and in the 10th chapter and the 6th verse, and I'm reading from the message translation and the message translation says this. He says, God speaking now, he says, I'll save the people of Joseph. I know their pain and I'll make them as good as new. Say, I'm going to be as good as new. Now it starts when I hear the word. He says, they'll get a fresh start, a new beginning, <laughs> a fresh start. As if nothing had ever happened. Why? Because I am their God. And I'll do what needs to be done for them. <laughs> oh, my word, scripture is so powerful. That's the word God has awakened over in your life. Hosea chapter 14, verse 5, the B section. God says, I will make a fresh start. So fresh start is in the Bible. With Israel, they will burst into bloom like a crocus in the spring. Oh, my word. The psalmist cries out in Psalm 145, verse 14. God gives a hand to those down on their luck. And he gives a fresh start to those who are ready to quit. Oh, my word. Say a fresh start, a new beginning. Get unstuck. Moving forward is my portion. It's God's will for your life. Come on, somebody. And we've seen it last week. Can we start the first service and what we did, we say, oh my word, how to move forward and we start fresh start and we spell the word start, <laughs> oh my word. And then we moved on and to get unstuck and last week get out of stuck and we used the example of uh, Isaac that sowed in the time of famine. Now you can hold on to what you have and it's going to be limited. But when you put it through the principle of the word, there's a blessing. And God blessed him, Genesis 26, a hundred times more 
in that year. <laughs> now, 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 some people operate by what they have at the moment. And I've seen how God provide and make a way. And instead of people advance by applying the word, they got stuck there. You know, they win the lotto and they inherit 2 million and 10 million and they think they have arrived. Let me help you. If there's not a blessing on it, oh my word, it's going to flow like water. And God's principle is, I want you to move in dimensions you've never moved in before. And that's why that's so important. And uh, God and the Lord said, and Isaac went forward (laughs) and he become great he went forward and he grew until he became very great that's God's idea for you why you are a life changer you here on the face of the earth not to be an oxygen thief just and to have a good funeral when you die and (laughs) to live and say okay life has come no you have one life to live You have time. You can redeem money, but time is very vital, important. How you waste time is going to determine how short your journey is going to be. I don't have time to waste. In 10 years' time, I'll be 75. In 15 years' time, I'll be 80. Oh, my word, help me, Jesus. I don't have time to waste because time is important. Now, I don't want to get on time now. I want to speak to you when since you got unstuck, how to move forward now, how to get greater and move in the dimensions of God like you've never moved before. But the principle here is you need to keep on moving. Come on, somebody, and don't get stuck in life again. Now, this is the thing. Because the enemy will attack any great thing. Now, when the pirate ships uh, is there on the coast of Africa, uh, there, Somalia, that area, you've never seen that a pirate attacks an empty ship. No, they attack ships with valuable cargo. (laughs) If you empty, the devil is not going to bother about. But because you, through revelation, And through understanding and through knowing, you are a carrier of valuable cargo. The fullness of God, vision, power, all the weapons to conquer every battle, to overcome, to be prosperous, to be blessed, to be a person of impact. You carry that stuff. That's why the devil will attack. (laughs) <laughs> what do they do when they valuable cargo? They say, attack, attack. And God gave you the ingredients, the weapons, <laughs> the information, the, the, the helmet of salvation, the, the shield of faith, the sword of the spirit, your loins girt with truth. Come on. The breastplate of righteousness. You have it. You, you, you have the shoes of the preparation for the gospel. He gave you everything to demonstrate Satan's defeat. He's already defeated. The devil is not powerful. No, he's only powerful when we allow him to be powerful. Say, I'm getting unstuck this morning. (laughs) And I move forward in dimensions that God has pre-planned and arranged for me. 
Now, this is the phenomenal thing to get out of stuck and to move forward. This is our last day of the series. And uh, that's why the key word and the key with everything not to get stuck or sidetrack. Listen what I'm saying now. The key word not to get stuck again or sidetrack to get detoured in your life lies in the scripture when Paul wrote to the church in Corinth. They had gifts. They tried to operate in love. They had everything, but they tried to run out from God. Now, you in, in, in one of a few places in your life, that's where you are. You're either stuck in the past or you run ahead of God like a Moses tried to deliver the Hebrew children by eating the Egyptian. <laughs> he was ahead. Don't run ahead of God. Be on track with God. <laughs> then, then, then Moses got stuck because he got angry with God and he had a faith problem. He couldn't believe. That's where people are. Or you're right on target with God. Now, this is the message of the hour is to realign uh, Genesis, uh, the beginning of the year, Genesis, the beginning, uh, that January we spoke on the principle of first. When God is first in every area of your life, especially on finances and relationship and serving the Lord, then you will know everything will be added to your life. Now, we'll, we'll get more of that later on. But this is the thing that 1 Corinthians chapter 3, 9 from the Amplified. For we are, are, <laughs> right now, not tomorrow, not we were, we are. Because if it was a were there, then you stuck, you park in the past. <laughs> Pain and hurt and disappointment. And can life not give pain and disappointment and hurts and, 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 and wants you just to quit and toss in the towel? But that's not what the scripture says. He doesn't say we were. He says we are. <laughs> we are what? Fellow workmen. Joint, oh my word, promoters. Laborers together. With. With God. But the Amplified doesn't only say with. That means God and us are working hand in hand. We are right on target. If God gives a step, we give the step too. <laughs> we don't give two steps forward and 20 backwards. That's not God's way. God's way is a progressive way. His word is a progressive word. It's an ever working word. It's to take you so that we all, Ephesians chapter number four, to maturity. That we all grow to the fullness. Oh, my word. That's forward. <laughs> Say forward. Kadima is the Hebrew word for that. <laughs> he says, for we are fellow workmen, joint promoters, laborers together, worth and for God. Woo. Two things. I need to be with God. And then my attitude, the right motives, it's for God. <laughs> in him I live, I move and have my being. That's a song we sing and that's a scripture. Now, now, 
What does it mean? It means in your spirit man, in your mind, your soul dimension, the place where you make decisions, choices, your will, your intellect and your emotions is there. And then in your body and then in your everyday living, in your finances, in your business. I was a businessman. God was my senior partner. That's why I was so blessed. The money belonged to him, not to me. <laughs> I told you the day when I did sell the businesses, we had three. And the one, the people from the UK, from England bought it. And the guy said, who must I make out the check? And I heard the Lord say, don't touch a penny, give it away. <laughs> there was no time to argue because it was God's money. You see, that's where a lot of people miss the thing. They think of theirs. Cars is not ours. Houses, land, jewelry, nothing, nothing, nothing is ours. God gave it to us. It's the grace of God that helps you, who give you these things to enjoy life. Oh, my word. To experience the greatness. Now, it's in your spirit, mind, body, your everyday living and financially that God wants you to be a co-laborer with him. Work with God, for God. Come on. Now, 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 the question that we asked last week, and how do we get out of stuck? Come on, and then move forward. And we said four things. You must acknowledge you are stuck. You, some people are stuck in a relationship, in a job, in, in, in financial, in business, in pain, in disappointments, in unforgiveness, in he and she did that. Now that's life, you know, but you don't need to be stuck there. Acknowledge I am stuck. There's a better life. There's a greater life. Oh my word. And then after you acknowledge, second thing is make a decision to say I'm coming out of that because life is not made out of changes only. You can have a change and you can still be miserable and never make the choice. It's out of choices. Make the right choices. And Jesus said a powerful thing in John. He says, I must go so that the Holy Spirit will come. It's the spirit of truth and he will lead you and guide you in all truth. So I must be led by the spirit. And when I make the quality decision according to the word of God, I'm stuck, but I'm coming out. <laughs> then make that choice. It starts with choices. And then the third thing, then shift into, moving into, come on, forward by doing the instruction of the word. If you want to come out, do the word. <laughs> James says, he says, if I'm only a hearer, now we don't have problem with hearing. Millions and billions of people is going to hear the word today. But do they change by doing the word? Hearing is not enough. It's doing the word that brings results. Hearer, doing the word. People say, how do I get out of financial trouble? I said, give yourself out. And then when God provides, start, keep on giving. And giving, giving into the kingdom, Baldi's house, G give where they feed the poor. Come on, somebody, get in fertile ground. How do I get out of my depression? Start speaking the word. <laughs> Don't say, I'm depressed. I cannot make it. It's so horrible. What happened to me? All of us had horrible stories. But what you're going to get out, say, 
By his stripes I've been made whole. I have the mind of Christ. I'm not moved by what I feel, even if you feel it. Say, I am not moved by what I feel, what I see, what I hear. I am moved by what I believe. And I choose to believe the word of God above everything. The fact that you came out alive on the other side. God's got a phenomenal plan with you. Come on, somebody. Oh, my word. This is so powerful. So I must acknowledge that I'm stuck. Then I must make a decision to say I'm coming out of stuck. And then I shift into moving. I shift into going forward by start doing the word. <laughs> Apply the word. And then number four, I am faithful and committed to the choice I make according to the word of God. Now let me pick up for this morning. Move forward means to advance in position or progress because God is a moving God. Come on, somebody. He moves forward, go higher, deeper, wider. That's what it means to move forward because for the purpose that God, there's a purpose God didn't create nothing without a purpose. Everything was created for a purpose so that the kingdom can come. I need to do these things so that uh, the kingdom, the Bible says in Matthew chapter 4, Jesus started preaching the kingdom. <laughs> oh, my word. The kingdom of our God will rule in the kingdom of this world. It's not the same kingdom that the world operate. Where God operates, there is movement, there's progress, there's prosperity, there's joy, there's happiness, there's fulfillment, uh, there's results. Come on, somebody. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. And what does it mean when his kingdom come? The sovereign rule over our lives to function fruitful to function fruitful. Now in Genesis, right in the book of the beginnings, God created, this is God's idea, God's plan, not to be stagnant, not to be barren, not to be unfruitful. Remember when Jesus saw the fig tree in Mark chapter 11, he cursed him. There was leaves, but no fruit. He wants us fruity, not leafy. <laughs> You need to have leafy and fruity. Come on, somebody. And Genesis, and then God created everything. And then on the sixth day, my word, God created and God said, let us, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, make mankind in our image. So the first thing you got from God was his image, his character, his way of doing Come on, somebody. His ability. God said, let us make mankind in our image after our likeness. And then let them have complete authority. Complete authority. The devil doesn't have the authority. Hear it. <laughs> he doesn't. You have the authority. Complete authority over the fish of the sea and the birds and everything, creeping thing. And then he says, upon the earth. So God created mankind in his own image, in the image and likeness of God. He created him male and female, and he created them. And then in verse 28, 
and God blessed them. God didn't curse them. God didn't say suffer. (laughs) No, he blessed them. That's his love for us. He blessed them. If you love somebody, you're generous. God's a generous God. He blessed them. And then he said to them, remember, it's the eternal God speaking, the creator of heaven and earth. He says, be fruitful. What must we be? Fruitful. Multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Subdue it. Using all its vast resources in the service of God and man. Use all the vast resources. That's why we farm the vegetables to feed. That's why money to feed the poor. Come on, somebody. Money is a tool. Oh, my word. I don't know why I'm saying this. Maybe I'm helping somebody. (laughs) It says use all the vast resources for God and mankind. And then he says, oh, my glory to Jesus. And having dominion over everything. And God says, see, I have given you every plant yielding seed that's on the face of the earth. So God gave us complete authority. He gave us, come on, he blessed us. And then God said, oh, my word, you must uh, rule on the earth. Multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, using all the vast resources, what you have for God's kingdom. And then he says, my word, I'm giving you seed (laughs) to produce the harvest. Oh, don't miss that. Now in John, connects with what God did and Jesus is here on the word. Now remember Our biggest enemy is what? We said, not the devil. What's our biggest enemy? Hosea chapter 4 and verse 6 says, God speaking, my people, God speaking. He didn't say the heathen. He didn't say the unrighteous, the unreligious, or unrelated. He said, my people are destroyed. They are what? Destroyed. Why? For a lack of knowledge, a lack of what the word says, because you, the priestly nation, have rejected knowledge, rejected my instruction, rejected the word, rejected what I said, I will also reject you that you shall be no priest to me, seeing you have forgotten the law of your God, I will also forget your children. Say, it's not me. Say, I, 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 I believe the word. I do the word. Listen what <laughs> the prophet Isaiah pick up with the same scripture. And what Isaiah says about this is so interesting. In the book of Isaiah chapter 5, 13. Therefore, the reason my people are, go into captivity they go in stuck. They become prisoners of a situation. They move into out of freedom of God, into a system. Come on, somebody, into a culture. That's how it's going to be. That's how it must be. Oh, my word. I've seen people, they get comfortable in stock, and that's not God. He says, 
My people go into captivity to the enemies. Listen, where, what's captivity? It's where the enemy is. Without knowing it. Oh, my words, they're so blindfolded. And because they have no knowledge of God, God's will, God's desire, what God has planned, what God has Jesus paid for. He says, and the honorable men, the, the glory are famished, and the common people are parched with thirst. Therefore, Sheol, the unseen state, the realm of the dead, has enlarged its appetite and opened its mouth without measure. And Jerusalem, nobility, and her multitude, and her up and tumult, and the drunken revealer who exalts in her descent into it. And what that scripture says is, and Sheol has opened its mouth wide, and multitudes are going into that direction, while it's not God's plan for our lives. Now, Jesus speak up in John chapter 15. Ooh, he said something so powerful. He says, my word, I am the vine, verse 5. You are the branches. Whoever lives in me, in Jesus, and I in him, inside, he bears much abundant fruit. However, apart from me, apart from Jesus, cut off from vital union with me, you can do nothing. Did you hear that? Without him. So I need his instructions. I need the model Jesus what he modeled, then I need to be mentored so that I can have followers, disciples. He says, if a person does not dwell in me, he's thrown out like a broken off branch and withers. Such branches are gathered up and thrown into the fire and they are burned. But if you live in me, abide, vitally united to me and my words remain in you, and continue to live in your heart. Where must the word live? In my heart. Ask. Then he said, ask whatever you will. <laughs> Woo! Glory. He says, and it shall. Present tense. Now. <laughs> it shall. Not maybe. Not, I will think about that. No, if it's in the word, it's God. He says, and it shall be done for you. Say, I'm stop asking small. I want to move in greatness. He says, when you bear, produce much fruit. That's why God wants you to move forward. He wants you to get unstuck and bear fruit. Because much fruit, listen what it does. My father is honored. <laughs> And glorified, and you show and prove yourself to be true followers of mine. True followers of mine. Did you pick up that word? He didn't only say followers. There's a lot of followers. Jesus had the crowds. They were following, but they were there for the bread and the fishes and the miracles and uh, whatever. 
Then he had people that were complaining and tried to put him in jail. That was the scribes and Pharisees. But then he had a committed group. (laughs) That was the true followers of mine. He says, if you keep my instruction, verse number 10, my commandments, if you continue to obey my instructions, ooh, Jesus, help us. Listen what will happen to you if you do it. He says, you will abide in my love and live on and in it, just as I have obeyed my father's commandments and live on in his love. Now, this is such a powerful scripture. God has planned a way for you and for me to live out this great life. Nothing what God does is small. Everything God do and did and is going to do is always big to the exceedingly, the extraordinary, out of the norm, out of the natural. Oh, my word, if my mind can just grasp it, and I have the knowledge. Now listen, in Ephesians 2 verse 10, the scripture changed my life. For we are God's own handiwork. His workmanship. Recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew. But that we may do those good works. Live out the instruction of the Father which God predestined, planned beforehand for us, taking paths which he prepared ahead of time that we should walk in them, living the good life, says the Amplified, which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. Now that is a whole mouthful about your life journey. That's what God has planned. God only And I've said it over and over, have a plan A. Now the staff, a few weeks ago, I let them took the word forward. And we break up in groups. Now you know we have a big, big, big staff. And I said, get the right meaning for the word forward. And this is what they came up with. The F stands for focus and be faithful. Focus, cast away everything that wants to beset you, that wants to distract you. You must surround yourself with people that are focused and that can encourage you and build you up. Get away from the naysayers and the negative people and it's not going to work and life is going down and get away from them in the name of Jesus. Instead of they adding, they subtract and pull you down. F stands for focus and being faithful to what you are focused of, and that is to abide in him and him in you, and you follow God's instruction. The word O, spelling forward, F-O-O, stands for original plan, God's original plan, his purpose. What is his original plan? I have come that you might have life, John chapter 10, 10. Have it hell, the Zoe life of God, and have it in abundance to the overflow. Listen, God's original plan is 
that you are more than a conqueror. You are a champion. You are an overcomer. You are a world changer. You are a history rewriter. Come on. You are not a person that's a museum keeper that are parked in the past and stuck in a rut. No. Forward. <laughs> God's original plan. Life and habit in abundance in every area of your life. And then total obedience to the instruction of the Lord. The Bible says, honor the Lord with your income, with your first fruits of money you receive, uh, some whatever. He says, honor God with that <laughs> by giving. He says, listen, what will happen? Your bonds will overflow with plenty. Your vats will overflow. You will not have enough room to contain what God. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse so that there can be meat. That's God's instruction. He said, prove me, prove me. Prove me that I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. Things that are in holding us coming loose when you do the instruction of the Lord. Nations will call you happy and blessed. My word, oh my word. The R stands for repent if you've made a mistake. God, forgive me that I'm stuck. Forgive me that I allow offense and hurt and pain and disappointments to pull me down. I repent from it. Forgive me, Lord, not living out your instructions. Forgive me. The church needs to repent all over the world. Billions of people that we're not busy with Matthew chapter 28 from verse 18 to 20. Uh, go and make disciples of all nations. Uh, my word, that's his instruction. That's his will, his purpose. Come on. <laughs> Repent and become ruthless with God's plan. Ooh. Be as bold as can be. Ruthless. The W stands for work with and for God in every area of your life. And we are in a financial breakthrough. The world, while the world economy is going down, God's church is breaking through. Every born again believer that applies the word, that's going to get out of stuck and move forward and get in faith and, and not looking what you have, but seeing what God wants to pour out. Listen, especially in that area. Oh my word, work with God. And work for God. <laughs> and you will see the results. <laughs> the A of forward stands for apply the word. Become a doer of the word. This action involves <laughs> the, the crippled man. 38 years at the pool. Jesus said, do you want to be healed? He wants to explain to Jesus now and give a running commentary of the whole history and the angel, that's not what Jesus asked. He was to the point, do you want to be healed? And then when Jesus asked him again, he had an excuse. I've got nobody to put me in the water. He was in a system. He was stuck. That's not what Jesus asked. And then when Jesus, he said, yes, Jesus said, take up your bed. Action, action. And walk. What did the man had to do? He had to take up his bed and walk. <laughs> Action. Do the word. Peter said, Jesus, we're in trouble. SARS and the IRS is on our case. We don't have the money to pay them. Jesus said, go and catch a fish. And the first fish 
will have the tax money in. Peter had to do it. Act upon the word. <laughs> the five loaves to, to fishes. You give them something to eat. They had an excuse. No, the McDonald's is closed and Kentucky is not operating and whatever. <laughs> and then Jesus didn't ask that. But they said, we have five loaves here and two fishes of last week's message. That was enough. Jesus started praying. The father put it in the hands of the disciples. Five little loaves in 12 hands with two little fishes. Can you imagine what little pieces they have? But because he said, you now, you now give them. When they respond and act upon the word, the miracle happened in their hands. <laughs> Moses stand before a Red Sea. Behind him is Pharaoh, the army of the sites, the wilderness. And they complaining and said, did you bring us here to be killed? And then the Lord asked us, what do you have in your hand? You have a miracle in your hand this morning that can open any sea. He said, a staff. <laughs> you see, God wants you to start where you are. There's greatness, but start where you are with what you have. And the Lord said, what do you have in your hand? A staff, a stick. The Lord said, stretch it out. And when he stretched it out, he followed the instruction, the breakthroughs of you. And what God wants to do lies in the instruction be planted in the house, instruction, so that you can flourish. Come on, give the support, Ephesians chapter 4, to build up the local church, instruction. Oh my word, that's the instruction. Give and it shall be given to you, instruction. Pray without ceasing, instruction. Repent and be baptized, it's instruction. We hate instruction. <laughs> Because we want to do it my way, Frank Sinatra. <laughs> no, it's only God's way. We were reading that in John chapter 15. Without him, we can do nothing. Listen, oh my word. The A stands for apply and action. The R, revival. <laughs> so that I can realign. The revival prophesied, it's to realign to God's original plan. 1 John 3, 8, for this purpose, the Son of Man, the Son of God manifests to destroy the works of the devil. So God's a God of purpose. Why did Jesus came? He came to save the lost. Why did he went to heaven? So that we can fulfill his assignment. Go and make disciples of all nations and follow me. Oh, my word. <laughs> Revival means that which was dead must come back to life. That which once was alive and became dead, became a stuck situation, became a tradition, became the norm. It must revive out of that to God's original plan. <laughs> so that I can realign, come in alignment for my assignment. <laughs> we sang a song when I was a teenager in our little Pentecostal church. You can't go to heaven on a rocking chair because God don't let the lazy bones there, so you can't go to heaven. 
and then they sing, you can't go to heaven with a chokhamabil. <laughs> now you, some of you will not know what's a chokhamabil because it lost its will. <laughs> now it's just a joke thing, but we did sing that, you know, old fashioned. God has an assignment for your life. He believes in you. He trusts you can. The fact that he gives you miracles is to advance you to believe him greater, that he's a faithful God, and that he cares for you. Come on, people. It's a lack of knowledge that brings us in trouble. The R for revival, to realign in resurrection power, to walk in resurrection power. Hosea chapter 6, verse 1 and 2 the first day we were slain, didn't Covent slain us? Who? 2020, it's a year ago. I was flying this time back from the US. I flew into the cover time last year. We were slain. The second day he will revive us. That's where the church will are now during this covered thing to test our hearts. Some people that thought they were close to God discover they fell out of the bus. It was a religious situation and not a relationship. And people that were far from God came close by. They came nearer. They came in relationship. They came in a love relationship with God. And that's what the third day stands. But in the third day, he will resurrect us to walk in that resurrection power. And the D, our forward stands for Discipleship. God doesn't work only with individuals. He works with a team. Where there's a team, there's conquest. That means for me to move forward, I need to focus and be faithful. I need to follow the original plan of God. I need to repent and become ruthless. I need to work with God and for God, the W, The A stands for I need to apply and come in action. The R, I need to be revived daily. Daily be filled with the Spirit to realign and walk in resurrection power. And the D stands for discipleship. That was Jesus' idea. It's not a program. It's not something that it's a lifestyle. It's a 24-7 way of living. God's original intent. Come on, somebody. It's so I must be a disciple. Somebody must disciple me. Who's the person that speaks into your life that says yes or no or guide you to make the wrong, right choices and to warn you against the wrong choices? And I personally must make disciples. Make disciples. That's the word forward. It means, the meaning is, Fulfilling God's eternal plan that's unchangeable. Remember last year, we share a word and I gave everybody one. I drove to Oatshorn, gave them the Afrikaans one. And in all of our services, this is ministered. God's eternal purposes when you move forward is to fulfill that life. God said, I've called you Ephesians chapter 1. I handpicked you. You were handpicked. You see, everything belongs to God. Most people excuse us, I don't have time. Who are we to say to God, I don't have time? 
He be, time belongs to him. Each person is given 24 hours. If you don't have time, it's for God that must be first. You are mismanaging your time and time is going to run out. There's going to be a day that you're going to die. And what did you accomplish? I refuse to finish my race and not to impact somebody or a community or the world. I refuse to do that. I realize we call to be people of impact, to change the atmosphere. Say, I'm an atmosphere changer. Ephesians chapter 1. He says he has called us. Verse 4, even as in his love he chose us. Say, I've been chosen. You've been chosen. Actually, pick us out. Say, I'm handpicked by God. Now, now you, you're chosen with all your shortcomings, with all your mistakes, with all your wrinkles, with all your fat, with all your skinniness. God said, I have chosen you. I have handpicked you. He handpicked us out for himself, for himself, for himself. Well, I belong to my wife, my husband. No, you first belong to God and his kingdom. For himself as his own in Christ. Listen, before the foundation of the world, that we would do what? That we should be holy, consecrated, set apart for him and blameless in his sight, even above reproach before him in love, so that we can do Ephesians chapter number 2, verse 10. Live the great life, the good life. Verse, 11, uh, verse 10, he planned us. He planned us. So you were chosen, you were handpicked, you were called. He, he planned you. <laughs> you were not an accident that happened. I don't care if you were born out of wedlock. God is not the creator or the author of confusion. He's the author of life. And listen, he planned you <laughs> for the maturity of the times and the climax of the ages. That's what we live in now, maturity. Oh, my word. And then in him we were also made God's heritage. So we made, <laughs> you are God's heritage, his portion. And we obtain an inheritance for we have been foreordained, chosen, and appointed. You see, that's a complete different ball game when you realize that the devil wants you to feel unworthy. You're not educated. You're not well, uh, that you can communicate and you don't have the money. I never use a lack of money as an excuse not to do things for God. I can tell you. Because I know God wants you to start with what you have to move. Start where you are. You can testify to one and two. My grandson, our grandson will be 16 this month. And uh, I told him a few weeks ago, I said, Matthew, look, when I was your age, I was preaching on the corner of the streets. I was preaching in youth meetings at the age of 15 because I had to fight the battle that you're not worthy, you're not good enough, you cannot. That's words that's not in your vocabulary when you bear fruit as a child of God. Now, that's why the seven things that's unchangeable, you cannot add to them, and I'm finishing now the message, and I want to get you motivated to start functioning under the unction of God's power and his glory. Jesus made a statement. He said, if you can believe, 
You will lay your hands on the sick and God will heal them. You will cast out devils. You will raise the dead. You will speak in unknown tongues. And you will take up poisonous stuff. Come on, that's in the Bible. <laughs> he says, and nothing will harm you. So this unchangeable, you, you cannot add to it. We can change it by not obeying it and not doing it. Then we're not fulfilled. All these seven things, it's like the nine fruit, not fruits, fruit of Galatians chapter 5. All nine must be present. If one comes short, then I don't operate in the fullness of the fruit. The same with your life. The same. <laughs> Jesus made a statement in Matthew chapter 4, 19. And he said to them, follow me as my disciples. Follow me as my disciples. Listen, he says, accepting me, that's Jesus speaking, as your master and teacher and walking the same path of life that I walk. Woo, that thing can preach preachers. Then I will make you fishers of men. Did you see? Did you hear that word? Now, a lot of people have an excuse. They say, Dad, or Pastor, or Gustav, or disaster, just what you want to call me. You know, I was a disaster, and then God got hold of me, made me a pastor. Now I'm a devil blaster. <laughs> 1 John chapter 5 tells us the instruction of God is not difficult. How? He says, for the true love of God is this, the true love, if we truly love him, that we do his commands his instructions of Matthew 28 of Matthew chapter 4 verse 19 of Malachi chapter 3 verse 10 <laughs> of Proverbs chapter 3 verse 10 and 9 he says for the true love of God is this that we do his commands Keep his ordinances and are mindful of his precepts and teachings. Now, point. He says, and these orders, what I've just been reading now, of his are not irksome or burdensome or difficult or oppressive or grievous. It's not. Why? Because we love him. So people say, you know, it's difficult to, to, to love God. <laughs> but verse 2 says, by this we know, we come to know, recognize and understand that we love the children of God when we love God. We love other people when we love God. Everything comes out of God and obey his commands, his orders, his charges. When we keep his ordinances and are mindful of his precepts and his teachings, and then verse 3 says, it's not difficult to do that because we love him. Now let me give you the seven unchangeable things that must operate every day of your life in and through us to impact the world and change the world. 
covet doesn't have the last say. The rand dollar, gold diamonds, and rand and oil and whatever doesn't have the last say. You have it because you're from another kingdom. You are called by God, number one. The seven callings you have, unchanged, you cannot change it. You cannot alter it. You cannot subtract from it. You cannot. God wants you to operate in all seven of them. Number one, I'm called to be loved. Oh, my word. That's why God loves me. And he called me to love. I'm called to be loved. He said, I love you. I care for you. I I know all your mistakes. I know all your shortcomings. I know all the faults you've made. But I still love you. And I'm going to help you how to get out of it. That's why everything I do in life, whatever I do, preaching, sharing, seven days a week, what we do, the keys of faith and and then Sunday, all these meetings and where we go and all my appointments and with leaders and business people and whoever, I do it as worship because I love him with all of my heart, all of my soul, all of my mind. That means when I do things as worship, it's easy. I do it out of love. I give out of love. It's worship. I worship. I honor you, God. Number two, I'm called to belong. God never called you to be an island. I can serve the Lord now in my house. I'll be this, just me and my, no, no. Yeah, I understand you and your house is going to serve the Lord, but he's got a local family that you need to be connected to. <laughs> the letter was written to the local seven local churches. Now people say the local churches is the prostitute of the book of Revelation. They're in danger. They're in danger. Christ is the head of that church. Write to the angel, to the leader of that local church. Now there's a message about that. They say, oh no, we belong to the global church. If you don't belong to the local church, there is no global church. Because God's idea is we are a family. We are the household of God. To be part of God's family Ephesians 4.16, from him, the whole body, the church, is all in its, all its various parts, joined and knitted firmly together by what every joint supplies, when each part is working properly, causes the body to grow and mature, building itself up in unselfishness, in love. That's why I must belong. Psalm 92, planted in the house. You must be planted, not potted. Planted. God plants you. And then God doesn't replant you and replant you. And people say, no, we're just touring all. No, it's unbiblical. It's not God's idea. <laughs> Think if God let the sun comes up this side tomorrow, the other day that side, how confused everybody will be. God's a God of structure and order. Oh, my word. Number three, I'm called to become like Christ, to be Jesus for the people. I am not Jesus, but to be like Jesus. Called to become like Christ. That means discipleship. Oh, my word. (laughs) Let me just jump back to what Paul was addressing Timothy in 1 Timothy 3.15 NIV. 
That family is the church of the living God, the support and foundation of the truth. What church? <laughs> the family is the church. The local, Lofdal is a local. We do different meetings. I think today we do nine. When the lockdown is over, we'll do 15, and then we go to 18 and 20. But listen, it's the local church. It's the family. It's the local church. It's not a loose standing thing, and I can do it my way. No, no, no. Oh, I don't pray because I am prayer. I don't worship because I'm worship. I don't go to church because I am the church. I understand what you try to say, but you use it in error, not in context. And I know I'm open. People are going to criticize again, but this is the word. I can only word explains word, and word <laughs> declares the word. I'm called to become like Christ. I must be a disciple of Jesus, and I must be in discipleship. He called 12 people. A disciple is a learner, somebody who learns how to live life. Number four, I'm called to be a blessing, to serve. Jesus was the king with the towel. <laughs> he washed their feet. He was a servant. And the servant is not, the master is not greater than the servant. Because servanthood is to serve and to be a servant. I'm not too high to come by. I can push a car. I can clean a toilet. I can wash dishes. I can change somebody's diaper. I can do whatever. It doesn't take anything of my dignity. I do it as unto the Lord. You are called to be loved. You are called to belong. You are called to be like Christ, to be a disciple. You are called to be a blessing, to serve. Then you are called to be sent. God use you to impact lives. That means go and make disciples. Matthew 28, 19, 20. We must win the lost for any cost and make disciples of Jesus. Jesus said, go and make disciples of all nations. Teach them, baptize them, teach them. <laughs> so you must be, whose life did you impact? Who did you win for the Lord? The only thing you take into eternity is people. And then number six, I'm called to pray. Prayer is important. Individually and a team. We're too touching anything too. It will be done. Jesus said in Mark chapter 11, 22, 24, when you pray, forgive so that your prayers can be answered. 1 Thessalonians 5, 17 says, pray without ceasing. Jesus himself prayed and he said, I pray for you. He told Peter, Satan wants to sift you, but I pray that your faith will not grow inactive or unactive or not, and you become weary. He said, I pray that you will remain faithful. And number seven, I'm called to be a giver, a generous giver, because generosity and faith, now all this operates by faith. 2 Corinthians 9, 7, he says, not fearfully or sorrowfully, for God loves a cheerful giver whose heart is in his giving, a prompt to do it giver. Now there's going to be stuff on the screen and he who only gives when he's asked for it is delayed in his harvest. I'm a giver. I believe in it. Now, Jesus said in Luke 6, 38, give. Jesus saying it. 
and it shall be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Oh, my word, that seven things will bring the prosperity of heaven upon your life. It will unlock the greatness, wells that God wants to open for you. You will receive checks in the mail, money in your bank. <laughs> we have a lot of people that receive unexpected money. You will receive cars. You will live in houses that you did not buy. You will receive breakthroughs and turnarounds and supernatural debt cancellation because you fulfill the will of God. Everything, all these seven unchangeable things must operate seven days a week in our lives because God is a generous God, a love God. John 3, 16, for God so loved that he gave his only begotten son that nobody will perish. Amos chapter 9, 13. Behold, this is God speaking. The days are coming, say it's now, says the Lord, that the plowman shall overtake the reaper. Woo. In other words, they, they sow and the harvest is boom. Then they plow again. Then the, and so the harvest is boom. That's a harvest upon, we in harvest season. And the treader of grapes, him who sows the seed, and the mountain shall drop sweet wine, and all the hills shall melt. That is everything heretofore barren and unfruitful shall overflow with spiritual blessings. I want to pray this morning. Every person this morning. You come through a battle, you lost a loved one, you lost a business, you lost situations, you lost hope. I come and it's a spirit that attacks you. Fear will either drive you or pull you away or pull you apart or pull you down. I come against the spirit of fear because fear is uh, believing the lie of the devil. And I say, devil! You have no authority in the name of Jesus. I command, my things are breaking off people right now. I command you, that depression, that oppression, that sickness, that disease, that lack, I break it off you right now in the mighty name of Jesus, the living Christ. And that Christ will triumph over your life, that you will walk from this <laughs> device that you are watching the service as a champion of the Lord. The anointing that destroy the yoke is removing the burden right now and you will be prosperous in your body, soul, spirit, your everyday living. You will do mighty exploits for God in the mighty name of Jesus, the living Christ. Maybe you don't know Jesus this morning and I want to pray with you. You say all these promises, all these words, maybe you served him once upon a time so powerfully. I received a powerful word from a lady that was in the restoration center. She said, Beaufort, you sent me, I'll read the word. It was too much. I cried when I read that word from her. I said, a life was impact. Here at our home, a man walked in with a, a, a security outfit. He said, you remember me? I remember the face. He said, this is my name. I was in your rehab and here I am established, married, powerful. You see, maybe you serve God once upon a time, but life disappoints you. It's time to return back to God. Maybe you've never served God. You've just religious, go to church, grew up in a religious home and that irritates you. 
and you realize that Jesus this morning, he called you to change the world. I want to pray this prayer because the Bible says, if I believe with heart, confess with my mouth, I will be saved. Maybe you've not been fruitful and you say, I repent this morning. I'm going to be fruitful in the kingdom, fruitful in every aspect of my life. I'm going to do great and mighty things for God. If that's you, believe with your heart, confess with your mouth. Say, Lord Jesus, I heard the word of the Lord this morning. I come short of the glory of God. Jesus, I call upon your name. Save me. Forgive me my sin. Wash me in the blood. Put my name in the book of life. From this day on, I'll serve you, Lord. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to pray. I'm going to tell people. I'm going to testify. I'm going to be a generous giver. I'm going to be a sower. I'm going to sow love and sow the word. And so finally, I'm going to just be what God wants me to be. Because that's the only hope right now. Father, I say thank you that I'm forgiven. Now I'm starting a new life. I'm unstuck. And I'm moving forward (laughs) by connecting with God's people. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for my miracle. Because Zozo is the word for salvation. It means complete the fullness in every area of your life. In health, in finances, in blessing, in a clear mind, in healing body, everything in Jesus' name. Thank you that I can live in that right now. In Jesus' name. Lord, we love you. And thank you for breakthroughs. Thank you for there's more people that's going to receive cars and you'll testify and you need it and whatever. That's just tools. It's not about the, the, the tools. The tools is there to use for the kingdom. How God's going to turn things around. It's the first day of the week, according to the Jewish calendar. This is Sunday. It belongs to God. And the first portion of everything, I honor you with that right now in the mighty name. There's somebody, God is speaking to you right now and it's for a time, it's in your mind and the Lord said, do this thing, but you cannot get past what you are used to do and it's in the area of giving and the Lord said, go beyond, you will be amazed what God's going to do. Whenever there's instruction, God's got a greater harvest, testify, tell people, be involved. Oh, my word, with what God is doing. We've seen the hand of God supernaturally moving like we've never seen before. Even in this lockdown, critical times that the world call critical, for God is just, it's a time to do a miracle. And right now, I thank you, Lord Jesus, for this greatness. I'm unstuck. I'm moving forward and I'm going higher. We love you. What an honor to serve you this morning and that we can serve you via the media. And uh, God bless you, Gustav de Toy, Loftal International, Western Cape, South Africa, here in Tigerberg Hills and Leuvenstein area where we share the word. Live the great life. You are destined for greatness until tonight at 6 p.m. We love you and thank you.